This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. to connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape. I'm with Community Waikato. And today with me in the studio, Joanna from Youthtown. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's great to have you here on, again, such a beautiful day. Um, you know, uh, we were going to have a bit of a conversation about Youthtown generally. And today we're going to talk more broadly about what the organisation is and finish with a little bit of... Um, an overview about what's happening in the Waikato region specifically. Um, when I was looking you guys up, I was quite shocked to see how long you've been around. Like the 1932, was it? Correct, that is it. Yes, started way back then. That's a long time. Very long time. <laughs> so we celebrated our 90 years were last you? year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah, long time. Um, were you always Youth Town? Has that always been the name? No. So originally we started off as Boys Town back in the day at 1932. Ah. Um, so I connected in with the police way back then. It started off with the boys and kind of at risk in that aspect, working with the police. And then yeah. it's evolved over time, um, incorporating, because obviously the girls, you know, miss out at that point if it's only boys. So, yes, yes. And yeah. we certainly have some at-risk young women as well. Sure do these <laughs> days. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, it evolved over time. And then we picked up the name of Youth Town to include every young person yeah actually it's interesting you say every young person because when I was looking at the age groups you cater to and and it is broken into some specific groups but really um right down to it was youngest five years old is what we're we're working with there so as soon as they kind of hit school we're we're right in there yeah and all the way up to sort of yeah early adulthood really eh? yes so Predominantly, we were 5 to 18, and just kind of crossed over the last couple of years, we've opened that bracket up to a bit more with the 25, because yeah. I guess the national status is youth goes up to about the age of 25, um, so that kind of incorporates some of that. We work with some kind of youth councils, so they're kind of in that early bracket of leaving school of the 19 to 25. It's an interesting well. period of time for young people, isn't it? That that whole transitioning from school into either tertiary Education, which is often quite independent and kind of independently driven, or into the workforce. So it is, it's quite a vulnerable time, eh? It is absolutely, and there's obviously a heap of kids that are unsure what they should be doing after school. It's kind of there's no, I guess back in the day it was like you kind of went uni and then moved on to a job, but these days kids leaving school at fraction earlier as well, yeah, and then moving into the workforce force earlier or looking at different alternatives in that space. Yeah. So can you give me a little bit of a background about what the philosophy then of Youth Town is today? What is it you are here to do? So we're here to work with any young person um, out in the community, um, work in communities to kind of find, I guess, that need. We know a lot of communities, there's a lot of need. Yeah. Um, But also working with youth is quite a, I guess, hard at times, but also quite rewarding and successful. Um, so providing opportunities for our young people to try 
and yeah. do a lot of things but also find success in different realms it's not so set in what we do we've got a range of programs that we do run just to try and give them that variety and hope that they find that one little hook that inspires them <laughs> yeah. to go somewhere in life yeah yeah do do they do you find a young person perhaps comes into the program quite young and then goes all the way through different programs with you guys yes absolutely so and we've also had some of those which still work with youth town actually start on our programs work th- come through come on as casuals mm. um and now are permanent staff members oh wow that's for us cool. as well so we've got a few of those floating around our yeah. organization where they've yeah come through the youth town status of after school and holidays and oh that's very float all cool. the way through yeah how about you then where did, how did you get into this yeah so i started six years ago with youth town um saw an opportunity up in the waikato i was currently based in taranaki before that and mm. saw it as a, a really cool different and adding variety to every day yeah job versus the yeah. stock standard normal yeah stuff. what what stock standard normal stuff had you come from um so i was always involved i've always been involved in sport but oh, i'd cool. spent the prior two years to youth town working in hockey and it got rather full-on when you're doing hockey seven days a week so yeah it was after a bit of variety in that aspect and yeah, yeah this job definitely brings that um so started off as a program coordinator and we've moved through to team leader and then recently picked up a national profile as well with wow. across our different branches well that's going to keep you busy that sure does <laughs> <laughs> that's really fantastic though and, and and it's also great to see i've often find this in community that kind of um wraparound support and growth of people through an organization yes. you know that sort of reflects values a eh? Uh, absolutely yeah i mean we've got some staff that have been around for years upon years yeah it's always a good sign (laughs) absolutely sure is so when i when i was looking online it looked like um the range of activities you offer could differ around the country can you talk us through a little bit about how that looks yep definitely so obviously with us working in communities we know each community is different and we need to cater to the needs of that community so Although we've got our some of our stand, uh, programs are stock standard, there's other programs that we will cater to the, the communities within um, each role. So we've noticed in the Waikato that schools are keen on a girls-only activation program, so that's where we've directed some of our bits and pieces. Um, opportunities popped up down in Christchurch to work with the Canterbury Rams yeah. and work within the youth employability space. Um, up in Auckland, opportunities around obviously a Wakarama program that we're piloting at the moment and working with young people in that space. So cool. really diverse in terms of some of our programs and then our normal after-school holiday programs kind yeah. of look to run. So can, people, yeah. can you tell me if there's any kind of criteria for entering um, any of the programs? No, no criteria at all. We're very inclusive, um, so we'll work with a young person to make sure they feel safe and welcoming in, in any environment they come into. That's cool, because it sounds like you know, the beginning stages were about supporting kind of the at-risk at space, but it's really opened and become more inclusive. Really open now. Um, so we've had um, a young girl in Topol that was actually blind, and she jumped on our holiday programs and after-school programs, so cool. worked in that space with obviously the mum and the carer and... Um, she absolutely loved it. Bought her um, books that you know that she could read in Braille. Nice. Um, so a few of our other kids have jumped on and come on with either brothers and sisters or um, ones that have we've had in wheelchairs, and we've just made them feel included and safe mm. because 
we know that doesn't happen everywhere at times so we want to yeah. be able to provide for every young person because every young person should have an opportunity to yeah feel safe yeah and, and participate eh? absolutely yeah and it sounds like um the programs that you run are quite varied like in terms of what it would require as well even physically to be involved in absolutely and i mean we've got a cycling program in the Waikato we've had a kid with club foot mm. on it but still been able to ride a bike and is popper at the end of it wanting to buy a bike for this, his kid to be able to ride because he didn't think he'd obviously be yeah, able to do ride that. Isn't, yeah isn't that amazing yeah, yeah that's incredible I've actually got um, a friend I play indoor netball with who has a club foot as well oh wow so yes. you, you know there you go but yeah, you yeah. know it's so important to create opportunities so that people have a chance to push their boundaries and try things perhaps they didn't know they could do absolutely yes. yeah so yeah I think that that's beautiful like yeah being in a position to provide those opportunities so you've been here for six years now in this role um can you talk a little bit about um what's been happening specifically in the Waikato region and, and perhaps some of the projects you've been involved with yes absolutely so when I started six years ago there was no Waikato branch so oh, I kind wow. of built it up <laughs> so, to wow. kind of what it is now <laughs> yeah. along with a whole heap and support from a lot of other people and we've had a range of staff come through as well um, so I've been running um, a holiday program since we started yep. way back then as well. Um, so the, the one that we've got running currently is across at Waikato Hockey. So we've partnered with them yep. in collaboration there. Where are they based, Waikato uh, Hockey? Just down in Queen's Ave, across yep. from the lake. So at the beautiful turf spot down absolutely. there. Absolutely. So a mix of hockey with their um, hockey coaches and rep players that come in and help us. And then... And that would be great with your connections and your background. It makes a lot of sense that you would um, leverage, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. the skills and the knowledge that you have in that space. Yes. Do you get out there with a stick as well sometimes? Oh, absolutely. I'm a <laughs> hockey player, so it makes it easy for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the kids love it. And then we come in as, as youth town and bring in our life skills and the teamwork skills and building resilience. Um, so give them that kind of off-field experience as well. So we know that's as important in yeah. sport as well as the on-field. Yeah, bits and pieces. Um, we've got a range. We go out and do sports in schools, so working in with schools to help them, I guess, run PE sessions and give their kids a different sporting experience as well. Yeah. We know that obviously sometimes PE can get stuck in the same lines. Every yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, very so true. So we bring in a range of sports. I think we've got about thirty-five sports listed that we go out and deliver uh, out in school. So definitely leave it open to the school in terms of what they would like their kids to experience as well as linking them with that school curriculum so that they can still do their reports yeah tick their boxes and do what they've got to do that that makes sense do you have like in that list because 35 seems like a lot of sports and if I was to try and list 35 different sports I don't think I could so what are some of the more unusual ones that you might come in um so we've definitely got our cultural games in there yeah so our kiarahi um our chukbul if people have heard of that one from Switzerland. What, what's that? Um, so it involves, you can play it kind of on grass or on court. So yeah. it's got rebound nets at each end that you're trying to score, use to score off. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a bit different. Um, we had a team from Youth Town, a group of team from the Upper Hut actually went over and competed. Wow. Um, in that space. Yeah, <laughs> so they kind of brought that in for us. Yeah. Um, and then we've got obviously all our team building games, which are, are pretty different and add a bit of diverse in there. Yeah. Some of the, you know, capture the flag. 
Oh, yes. Um, multi-sport ones as well that we add in our collection just to change it up and with ones that are favourites with the kids, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> um, and then our traditional ones and then your kind of not-so-traditional ones is kind of sitting there like your softball yeah. table for the kids, yep. your crickets in there. Yeah. Is your, your table's like the perhaps the stage before softball, is yes. it? That's when you've just got a ball on a stick yeah. in you. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Um, so then we've got kind of, you know, building up the juniors with their fundamental skills. Skills and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds like pretty exciting stuff. So this is all in the Waikato and you're, you're going into schools. Are you right throughout the whole Waikato region? Or so you... we cover the whole Waikato, so we yep. haven't closed ourselves off. So we're in little pockets, but yes. definitely open to going anywhere and everywhere across the, the Waikato. So, yeah, we've also got our um, girls activation program called Her Move, um, which we're running out currently at Hamilton Girls High and hoping to get into Fairfield as well. So nice. looking to target girls that aren't physically active and give them the opportunity to find what works for them so that they become active. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I'm really keen to talk to you about what perhaps some of those barriers are for young women yes. participating in sport. All right, we'll just take a short break. Back with you shortly. Yeah. 
That is the power of love. And I'm talking to Joanna from Youth Town at the moment about Youth Town <laughs> and the amazing work that they do across the community, um, across New Zealand actually, but we've um, spoken a little bit about the Waikato and we'll, we'll come to a bit more of that soon. But um, we just sort of turned to um, working with young women and um, and trying to encourage or increase that, that participation in sport. and. Um, you find that young women being involved in sports starts to fall off or? does absolutely, there's definitely a drop off um, so as obviously kids go through playing sport and or even just PE at school um, and then gets to year 11 it's not compulsory anymore so we, there is definitely a drop off, there's definitely a few reasons as to why these girls do drop off so we've kind of found a hole where you know, schools reached out to go. We want to increase. We want our girls active. Yeah. So that active could be going for a walk each week. It could be going to the gym each day yeah. for five days a week, um, versus playing the more competitive sport because not yep. everyone's into that competitive nature yes. <laughs> either. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely a gap that Hamilton Girls High were like, we want to target some of these girls that. Have sort of just disengaged from that yeah, physical. Yeah, absolutely. Like they don't want to play competitive sport anymore, but they don't know what to do next. Or yeah, they want to be active because they know it's good for them. Because that's all the research. That's what everyone's saying out there that physical activity or being active, yeah, is good for you. But they also don't know how to start that yeah. process or what other opportunities are out there. So our program runs. And we incorporate activities that are not your mainstream sports. So we've got the likes of yoga and nice. dance instructors. Mm. We've brought in cricket. We've done pickleball, which is a new thing on the okay, rise. Okay, you've got to tell me what pickleball <laughs> is. So it's kind of a version of kind of tennis and badminton kind of rolled into one. And they play indoor, um, smaller nets, um, kind of a bit of a paddle in terms of a oh yeah bat, bat yeah yeah and hit across the net and we played it two weeks ago with the girls high girls every girl got absolutely into it nice and it just they didn't want to stop yeah so when you found something like that it's like yes we've done that one yeah right um we've done rock climbing archery um so, definitely so archery would have been after things like hunger games a eh, like there's that real pick up in archery how did how did you find the uptake of that or the interest in it when you started yeah definitely the girls love it um yeah. every even when we do our help out schools with camps and stuff archery is always a, a crowd favorite yeah um yeah, yeah. Do you do a bit of archery yourself? Like, do you participate in all these sports when you're bringing them in or around? Or Definitely. We're always there to give it a go. All the staff that we've got working for us are, are definitely doers, so they'll get out there and have a go and yep. get involved. And we know if we're getting involved, it also breaks down one of those barriers of being too scared to try it or, or yeah. do it. And then makes even more crack up when we miss the target or yeah. an archery or <laughs> stuff it up slightly and the game builds that. I guess that barrier down a fraction further yeah, though actually that, not everyone's perfect at everything. Some permission to kind of fail at it a little bit as well. Yes. So that's, that is really cool. I think that is important. Um, so in terms of those barriers, there's, I suppose there's that. There's also that, like you talked about, not knowing um, what to do if it's not competitive. For me, I, I wanted to play but not, yeah, competitive. So I, I played something I couldn't do at all. 
um, which was indoor netball, mm-hmm. um, because I, I wanted to just do something I could enjoy, not something I'd get really frustrated with myself for, for not doing really well at it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And we know girls want to compete with their friends as well. Yeah. They want it to be fun. They want it to be social. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sports that aren't providing that aspect and it becomes too competitive for them they just go this isn't for me yeah um they want to have that quality experience yeah that looks for each individual is different as well so some can cope with the real competitive nature and it's all go yes and other ones just want that slow chill vibe turn up when i want to when i feel like it yeah um and roll from there so so you know you are really catering to a massive range of needs and wants, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and we know with the, the girls' program we've been running for almost a year now, the girls do like to have their say in, in different sports and opportunities because potentially they've been too scared to try that on their own. But yeah. within a group environment, a safe environment, and we can set up that opportunity for them. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, can we give this a go? Can we try this? So squash has also been a a big favourite as well that's a full-on sport too squash <laughs> yeah but you can also play it socially and you can turn up with your mates to a court and play yeah. so yeah there's those aspects where you know it's not a rigid i need to turn up to training at this yeah. time commit to a game at this time i can roll in with my mates after school or the weekend with my family and, yeah. and still be able to go do you connect it all with like gyms and things like that around the the region? Yes, absolutely. So we've connected with a couple of gyms. Um, if the girls are keen to do some of that gym work, we know with the older girls that's kind of where they would tend to head. Yeah. Um, if they're wanting to just be active. Yeah. Every day. Um, it's funny. I think Sportwork had when we I was talking to their youth engagement person around asking girls to put where they'd put sit on a continuum and with a bunch of girls she was working with and the ones that were at the gym every day put themselves as like I don't really do a lot oh, wow. but to be fair if you look at the ones that are maybe playing netball they're training once to two times a week and a game a week the gym goers are actually they're every more day. active because <laughs> yeah. they're every day at the gym for I don't know 45 to an hour long Yeah, and the netballers are or hockey players that have got two trainings and one game, it's three days compared to the Yeah, and often about sort of 35 minutes maybe of it. Well, certainly for the indoor, I don't know how long all the other games go for. (laughs) Yeah, so just that, even that concept of how does that look to go, well, if you're at the gym every day, that's five days, but, oh, but it's not sport. So you've still been active and it's still good for you and it's that well-being and the mental well-being and... Yeah, absolutely. Great. I think um, you know we're hearing more and more um, using the language active recreation rather than sport as yes. being a way to describe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and and that might be a little less threatening, I suppose, for some people. Well, threatening is the wrong word, but um, a little less intimidating, perhaps, than you know describing. You know, to be active, you have to be in a sport. Absolutely. Yeah. So even going to the girls, if you went out for a walk in the weekend with your family that's you being active yeah, yeah. Um, so that's okay that's you doing something to, to keep yourself physically active it doesn't have to be competing in a competitive sport and we know the group of girls that we've got at the moment have been involved in sport but they're not playing sport now yeah so there's obviously a barrier or something that's happened as to why these girls are not competing anymore yeah um, and the sports that we've got in that are different but more fun they're playing game-like yeah. um, activities that are relative to the sport or whatever. They're just all go for them. 
it's really interesting, eh? Um, and and the opportunity to be able to access something like that, you know, must be challenging. Like I'm thinking, Hamilton or Auckland or Christchurch might not be too bad, but what about the um, Fidianga or um, Tomaranui or like that? That must be a little more challenging to access some of the more unusual activities. Yes, absolutely. So we know those communities are different. They're smaller. They may not have those opportunities. Travel then becomes a barrier because the girls or young people as a as a whole need to travel to be able to compete or yeah. give a go at something different. Um, the ones that are out in those smaller communities that then come into board at a, a local high school in town yeah. are then provided with obviously more opportunities when they come in. But Yeah, but you don't want um, people's location to be the the barrier, eh? No, definitely not. You want every young person to be able to find their own thing, their niche. So it's cool that you guys um, are at least able to work around the region. If a school or even a family member is listening and thought, oh, you know, I'd love to know more about how to get you into um, our local community, um, how do they get hold of you guys? So we've got our uh, website, so yes. youthtown.org.nz. Um, we're also about on social media, um, so Facebook, Youthtown Waikato, and our Instagram, Youthtown Waikato, as well. So definitely reach out, and we can definitely set up meetings, have chats with you, work out ways that we can come in and connect and collaborate That's cool. on a range of things. Um, you know, we've got a cycling program that we've been rolling up across the Waikato for the last couple of years, and that's always a hit as well as uh, people get on bikes and yeah out and about with families so yeah yeah it's been a it's been a rough summer for that though (laughs) sure has been yes won't lie about that one yeah yeah but um you know i think that is good and the waikato is pretty fantastic a lot of it's quite flat you know so it's great for cycling yes and there's a lot of bike tracks and yeah around um which makes things really cool and of course the um velodrome which is also very cool absolutely Mm. um and also then for people to keep an eye out on your holiday programs yes so we've got our obviously one at waikato um hockey coming up in april cool not too far away um but definitely (laughs) looking for new opportunities as well that we will happily collaborate with others on to obviously reach more young people um and create things that are great for community that's fantastic really appreciate you joining us today and sharing all that with us no worries um i look forward to seeing how your hockey program goes this time round. um but yeah also encourage any anyone if you're in a community and think um having a holiday program like this in our space could be really helpful do reach out to joanna um look them up online look them up on facebook um contact me if you can't find them and i'll, I'll put you in touch with with joanna to, to sort you out um, that is us for another week. Um, you have been listening to Connect with Community Wakato on Free FM 89.0. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.